that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast, talking on my ass. On my latest version, we're going to talk to uh, Dr. Corey Abair. You know the guy. You see him on TV on Channel 6 all the time. He's the one with the bow tie. And we're going to talk about masks and why they work or how they work or if they don't work. And we're also going to talk about the spiking and Mardi Gras a little bit and mostly uh, that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about the vaccine, too. But first, we got to talk about this. Just when you thought 2020 had served up the worst it had to offer, here comes hurricane season. And the flooding rains of summer, right? Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home in a good year? Well, I can't help you with pandemics or Saharan sand, but I can tell you how to fix your flooding problem. Call the team at Home Team Elevation. Their precision home raising equipment will lift you above the floods. It's height done right. Guaranteed. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, Local owners, in the worry, stop insurance rate hikes. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait, elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. All right, so we're on the uh, Spudcast podcast. I'm talking out my ask. With uh, Dr. Corey Abair, Dr. Par Excellence, who you know he's a good doctor because he always wears a bow tie. That's the sign. <laughs> no, that's the sign, baby. That's just it. How how are you, my friend? How's it going? I I am fighting the good fights, but it has been a wild ride, and uh, the you got to hold on to your to your hat and buckle in because the ride is just about to get a little bit more rocky here. Man, how long is this ride gonna last? It's, it's going to last, but and I'm, I'm going to tell you that this is what I want people to wrap their minds around. For for me, you know, this is what what I do. You know, as as a physician, we uh, we we deal with you know Ebola and Zika and and uh, and swine and flu, everything else, right? Mm-hmm. But this one is a little bit different because it's never really been in humans, right? So so we're having a hard time dealing with this. But what you have to remember is that as we start to move forward. Just think about how the numbers went up in um, in uh, uh, my daughter just ran in, so you can edit that out. Just think about how. The- <laughs> no, <laughs> baby, you're a family man. Everybody got to know that. Exactly. Uh, so you um, when you think about the numbers, think about July, right? Remember July? The numbers went up after Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Numbers went up after Memorial Day. Numbers went up after any of those those summer days. And think about that. Those holidays were outdoor gatherings during the summertime when people's immune systems were okay, they don't have flu around, and it was outside. Now, let's think about Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are all very usually cold holidays. They're all inside. Flu is going to be running crazy. RSV is going to be running crazy. Our immune systems are a little squirrely anyway. And Fourth of July and Memorial Day, people don't usually travel across the country to have those types of holidays. But with Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're cooped up in a house yeah. and you see people you haven't seen all year, everywhere, and that's why we're going to have a real problem. 
Well, the day before Thanksgiving is the number one travel day, both air and by, by vehicle ground control. That's that, right. The entire year. So it's, I mean, and look, I, I had, I had, I had Dr. Jerry Satanovich on last week. And uh, I mostly asked him, come on, because I got a new drug out there that people are ODing on. It's another form of fentanyl. But uh, but we talked about COVID because he had it. And he says, you know, there, this his whole family is now uh, isolating. He goes, it doesn't have it bad. But it made me start thinking about that. When you talk about, okay, the 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 jump in the numbers, the spike, as they call it. because When this thing first hit and we heard about, oh, man, respirators and ICU and all the rest of this stuff, these comments make it sound like everybody who gets it's going to end up in a hospital. And that's that's just not the case. I mean, so when the numbers come out about there's a spike in, in COVID getting, do they include to you? I don't always hear it, but do they include to you? It's like, okay, this many people are in a, in a scale of one to 10 and 10 being the worst. You got 10% of them are 10s, 50% of them are fours, you know, things like that. So you have a, a better understanding of, uh, not that I want to get it anyway, I got diabetes, no. but you got a better understanding of what those numbers actually represent. Right. So so th this is the this is the issue with that. Once we see the increased number of cases, all right, there are going to be a lot of people that are totally asymptomatic. We know that there are going to be lots of people that get it mildly. There are going to be lots of people that actually get it um, and, and get into the hospital. But it, it statistically, once you get to a certain number where people are uh, that raw number of people that are infected, the numbers that we really look at that I look at are the number of hospitalizations. So mm -hmm. you don't need to look at, you know, how many cases um, in, in, in a nutshell, except to know that once the number of cases go up, then the number of hospitalizations are gonna go up because that's just pure number. But do they, but is it the same percentage of numbers? Let's say, okay, all of a sudden we got a spike. I, I've got an article up in here at 2,500 over the weekend. Right. Is the same percentage of that 2,500 going to be in the hospital as in any other spike, or does that, or does that fluctuate too? It, it, it does fluctuate, and what, we'll, what, you, what we have seen is that as it fluctuates, because it, uh, it, the, the virus is kind of changing a little bit, mm -hmm. so, so that's one issue as it's fluctuating, all right? But I don't want people to get lulled into – a sense of security by saying there's so many cases, but not a lot of people are getting sick because there's really no way for us to know that because when we get the positive cases, the positive cases are the positive cases. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I know so what you mean. Yeah. So granted, granted, you know, people are going to get this and they're not going to get sick. But if that, if it's one in a million, let's say one in a million, if it's you, that's a hundred percent in your house. You understand what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I thought, so, but I, I do understand what you're saying because you know, people don't want to be alarmist. You don't want to be like, okay, we got all these hundreds of thousands of cases, well, but only one person's in the hospital, so who yeah, cares, right? But you don't want to hear like every every year in in old oh, cold and flu season, you need to get your right. flu shot. When you get right. that flu shot, it's the best guess of what flu is going to roll around this year, but they, it, it, it may be a wrong guess. It, it, exactly. And, and, the, and, and, and the fact is, like you brought up, it is a winter, uh, cold and flu season is the winter time when more people gather inside. The only time reason they're outside is because they're going from one place to the next. So right. you need to be, you need to get the shot out. And you know what, after the break, which is going to come up in about five minutes or so next, we'll talk okay. about the vaccine. But right now, I mean, 35 to 45,000 people every year die of the regular flu and I know yeah. that they're they're the most the people who are immune or old or very young, things like that. But you don't hardly even hear those numbers anymore. Once in a blue moon, somebody somebody like you will bring it up. Right. But for the most part, you don't hear that across the board. Right. And and, and the thing is, because 
And, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, we have so many deaths because we don't talk about it as much because we just get so used to 40,000 people dying every year. You know what I mean? We get used yeah. to it. And then we just say, oh, poo-poo the vaccine because the vaccine can cause this and the vaccine is this, vaccine is that. You know, what, what, what we have to wrap our minds on is what, what can we do to decrease the flu or what can we do to decrease coronavirus? And what we need to do is do the things that we know theoretically work. And I'm sure there's going to be people that are listening to this like, well, there's a study that said masks don't work or there's a study that says this. Well, that's true. That. We there's have, lots of studies out there. Yeah, yeah, right. But there are also studies to say that they do work. And my thing is that when we look at the by and large, what can you do, right? Mm -hmm. you, you can either not do anything, and some people like to do that. They don't want look. I'm, all I'm gonna do is just I'm just gonna stay at home, or I'm just gonna go to the club and hang out and drink Crown Royal and and, and do all that with all my friends and, mm -hmm. and and I get it, I get it. God, God will make me die or not, right? So you can have that because I have that when people smoke. You know, I I tell people to quit smoking, but I gotta die from something. Okay, well that's true. All right. Yeah, so but that, you, know, you ain't got to kill me, which, you know, it, 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 exactly right. So so you're going to have that group of people. Then you're going to have the group of people that are like hardcore mask, you know, uh, hardcore people that are just like, I'm going to my mask to when I go use the bathroom. OK, all that. And then you got most of the people in the middle, just like a bell curve, dude. And so most of those people in the middle are going to be the ones that say, look, I kind of understand here that if I'm in a bubble and I don't talk to anybody, there's zero chance for me to get the coronavirus. Yeah. So the more I go out of this bubble, whether I have on a helmet, a mask, um, uh, put my hands over my face, then that is going to probably decrease my chances. And and so, you know, you got you got a lot of folks that, that, that think somewhere in between those two extremes. But, you know, for, for a person like me, um, you know, I, I am around people that have coronavirus at times, and mm -hmm. I have very, careful i mean i wear ppe i wear n95 and, and i wash my hands and and the thing that that, that i want people to understand but this this is the real deal as we as we approach let me go back a little bit we when we were trying to flatten the curve right mm -hmm. i remember that flatten the curve right what that really means it didn't really mean that we were trying to stop the amount of cases. We want to always stop the amount of cases, but what we're trying to do is to make it so that the amount of cases over, say you had 15, 15 days, you can have one day of that 15 days where you get 100,000 cases, if everybody's just hanging out with each other, or you can have over that 15 days, 10,000 cases a day. You understand what I'm saying? That's so the, yeah, so, that's, so you're still going to get the 100,000, but it's going to be over the course of the 10 or 15 days, which is, does exactly. that... Could, and that's contributing to like herd immunity and things like exactly. that. Exactly, and and it's contributing to the fact that if everybody gets sick at one time, then we don't have enough uh, uh, resources to treat everybody at one time. Okay, so when we were at, we were getting sixty thousand, fifty thousand, seven thousand cases in a day, right? Then we 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 flattened the curve. Everybody went inside. Everybody was gung ho. We're gonna fight this virus, and then numbers went down to like forty thousand a day, thirty thousand a day, and we were trying to get it down to like fifteen thousand a day. But since this has happened and we got it down to around 30,000 a day, then people just started opening up everything. And now as things are getting you know, more and more aggressive, now we're up to 130,000 a day. And so what we say, so people say, well, that's because you're doing more testing. Well, we, we actually control for that because we don't really necessarily, we talk about now the percentage of positive tests in your total sample. So whether you do a million or a trillion or a hundred, if you have a 10% positivity rate, that's 10% of your total population that's getting infected. So 
when we look at that that 136,000, 135,000 people every day, then those people, some of those people are going to have nothing. Some of those people are going to go to the hospital, and some of those people are going to get really sick, and some of those people are going to die. The more you increase that X amount of people that actually have this, you're getting closer to herd immunity. Don't get me wrong, but you're also we're going to have to have a peak where herd immunity will kick in, but the death rates are going to be at the highest because that's when with the numbers getting as high as they are, you're going to have more deaths because there's just no way around that because more people are infected. So it's just, so it, it's a really hard thing. And, and like I said, yeah. I mentioned it to you, for me, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you can think of yourself being like an accountant and it's like April 14th, you know, how busy an accountant is on April 14th for the last eight months. It's been April 14th for me every day. Right. Yeah. And but we, you know what you don't want to be is April the 15th. Cause that's when the Titanic sank. So exactly. as long as you are a day ahead, you, you're always, you're always into the game. Exactly. And so, you know, we get information every day and it's our job to really look at it objectively and to distill it down to give you the best advice that we can give you because you're going to do whatever the hell you want to do as a human being. But our job is to give you the best advice based on the science that we have, taking out the politics, taking out uh, the public outcry because people freak out about stuff that they shouldn't be freaking out about at times and people don't freak out enough about stuff that they should be freaking out about. Yeah, what's your name? You got the money part of it. You got the money. So you know, public health is a is a is a four legged stool. Always remember this. You got politics, money, public outcry, and science. And science is supposed to be in charge of it. And science never is. It's always those other three that rule the day. And we have to keep that out of how we deal with this as scientists. All right. Well, we're going to come back after this quick break, and we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about uh, the vaccines. We're going to talk about why how they pick a certain vaccine every year. For the flu shots and then what's going on with the vaccine because i hear a whole bunch of other stories and what can i do personally because i got a guy who lives around the corner from me his girlfriend is a is a icu nurse and i'm standing there with my cloth mask on and he's going well that i guess that'll do some good but the only thing that does any good is in 95 so i'm going well i can't have one so let's when we get back we'll talk about those three things wrapping it up here on the spudcast podcast talking out my ass with physician and all-around good guy, family man, Dr. Corey Abair here, back right after this. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You'll spend that much time at an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID card, your insurance card, or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center just waiting for you to call. Save yourself a trip. And now Rapid Urgent Care has home visits and a mobile health unit with two complete exam rooms. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon delay, and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. Back on the Spudcast podcast, talking with Dr. Corey Abair, uh, physician par excellence, about um, about corona, about the flu, about N95. Let's, let's start real quick. When we were there before, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about the the, the flu vaccine. Yeah. That, well, yeah, let's do the mask, okay? I've got a face shield. 
and I've got several different masks of varying thickness. Okay. Um, and then I, I can tell you the guy around the corner with the, with the nurse who's in 95 N95 is about the only thing that actually works. What works? What okay. works, Corey? So a couple of things that we, what we've done a study to show that the thing that's the worst is the neck gaiter. The thing that you pull around the bottom and then just pull it back up over your face. That is probably the worst one. Okay. Because usually that's made out of this very, very porous stretchy material that anything can kind of get through. Anything, anything is better than nothing. Okay. So let's just, let's just go there. But that, that gator is probably the worst thing. Now, when you look at N95 mass, okay, the N95 stands for 95% of particles, three millimeters or um, larger are blocked. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's up two millimeters. It's going to get through, um, you know, a one millimeter, it'll get through. But at, at three millimeters, 95% of those things are blocked. So it doesn't mean that the N95 is impenetrable. It just means that it's the best. It, it is the best thing out there. And that's why, and let, let's be clear here. If everybody could wear an N95, then I think that this thing would be squelched a lot sooner. The problem is that it's not about the science. I was saying not everybody should wear one. The reason why we said that is because there was a shortage of N95s. And so when I am a physician and I'm staring right into your mouth and you're spitting on me all day when you're sick, I need that more than you do because the odds are, because I, I can't socially distance from you. I have to treat you, Yeah. right? So at home, if you don't need that, if you just can stay in your house, you won't have to be exposed to it at all. So it's it's kind of a so I don't want people to think that we don't we told people not to get the N95s because it was a scientific reason. It was a reason that if everybody went out and hoarded N95s, then the doctors would get so sick that we would get coronavirus, then we couldn't treat the people that got it. So I just want people to understand that part. So once we look at uh, the face shield, face shield is good, but you probably should have a mask on underneath it. Well, no, um, look, what if I put because I got a sheer plastic one that I mounted to a fedora. So I put it on my head. It covers my whole face, goes way below my chin. The thing I'm, what I'm understanding is uh, you wear a mask so that you don't put little spiticle particles out there. Yes. So, but, you know, breathing through these things through my nose is getting to the, and, and you see people all the time. And I've been in hospitals where I see people pull the mask down and their nose is exposed. Yes, so what would happen? And I'm talking about nurses. So what would happen if I got a ma if I got the face shield and I got a mask on that just covers my mouth and I can breathe through my nose and uh, and I'm not I'm not living on my own bad breath. Right. So the, the most the most that you can do, okay, is to put as many and, and this this is this is how I want people to get the common sense approach of this. As many things as you can put to block people from spitting in your nose and mouth and eyes and block you from spitting in other people's nose, mouth, and eyes, the better. It's as simple as that. I mean, because really, we know that it's not, you know, it's not really a swallow thing. You, if you mm -hmm. eat virus, it's really not going to be a problem. It's the, it's the issue of it going in your nose because that's where it lives in the nose. Now, it, theoretically, anything can go in your mouth and then kind of go up into your nasal pharynx. But generally, we want to cover the nose. And then there's some data to say that it could actually be going, it can go into your eyes. Okay. So the, the issue um, with all of that is as many barriers as you can have to decrease the um the, the the transmission between the two uh two people yeah then to make it that's better so so you know so the the cloth mask is fine and cdc came out with some new data just the other day a new um guideline to say that we used to think that if th that you wear that cloth mask and it's just protecting everyone else not yourself so that's why we wanted everybody to wear it because if everybody was protecting everybody else then the, then the you covered yeah. you covered but when you know but but people aren't wearing it a lot of times and so um you you have the issue of 
well, what do I what do I do to protect myself? Well, studies have come out now. CDC has changed the guidelines actually last Friday to say that um, you are if you wear your mask, then you are also protecting yourself and you're protecting others. So it's a it's a subtle difference, but that's what they're trying to get people to understand that wearing it doesn't just protect others now it actually does protect you so the best thing you can do i mean is to wear the the, the big the, the most layers between you and somebody else and and that will try to get you to be a better, in a better all right place. now let me get to this point here because they got the uh okay yeah uh, they opened up we're at phase three or 3.2 or whatever 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 nomenclature or labeling whoever wants the decision wants to use now you got you go into a restaurant you got to have your your mask on but as soon as you sit down you can take it off well, what about what about kids or what about short people or what about somebody in a wheelchair? I mean, if I'm walk, I'm six foot tall. I'm come walking in there. I got my mask on. But as soon as I sit down, I'm like four foot tall right. and I can take my mask off and eat. Well, I mean, well, is let, it let, in, is the cootie in the room or not? Yeah, let, let, let me tell you this. But, um, you know, we have, you know, data that suggests that that virus can can travel and it can go through the HVAC system, and all that kind of stuff. When you talk about going into a restaurant or, you know, interacting with people at a house and it's i don't want to say that it's useless to to walk in with the mask on and sit down and take the mask off it's not useless because it is at least trying to keep it so that you're you're not walking and spreading it as you're walking and and theoretically Mm -hmm. if with at your table then you're spitting in the people's faces that are at your table but not generally spitting at the people across you know the room you make it sound like somebody hocking a loogie there core well they are well you know what (laughs) you feel like that right but the way i like, <laughs> I like to, to tell people is that think about it like if somebody just was talking to you and they just threw some glitter on you right yeah you know how hard glitter is to get off think about when you got home that that glitter is like coronavirus and when you look in the mirror you see little glints of glitter all over you that's what it's like it's like it sprays out like that and so um, that, that what they're trying to do is to just to decrease the risk. There's no that you cannot eliminate this risk from this virus because this virus is a constant. This virus will never, ever, ever leave. Just like the flu came and will never, ever, ever leave. Just like any other virus will yeah. never. The Spanish flu, it's it, still it, here. That, that, right, that's just the way it is. Everything is here, but the, the amount of people that will get immune to it over the next two years will make it so that it's irrelevant, probably. Um, so, because it's not a very strong virus, it's just that nobody has the immunity um, in the past to actually be able to make antibodies. So you're making them. Everybody's making them right now. So, right. do I think it's useless when you go into a restaurant, sit down, and take your mask off? I don't think it's useless. I think that it's still though not as 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 effective as uh, sitting outside or not going to the restaurant. All right. Well, let's talk about this then, because uh, okay. So the mayor put out her uh, recommendations for what's going to happen at Mardi Gras if they. I guess she still has the power to shut it down completely. I've spoken with Arthur Hardy about this, and I yeah. spoke briefly with Jerry Satanovich about this. The things that she's asking people to do, especially since Mardi Gras is uh, it's it's Fat Tuesday, it is excess before Lent. Yeah. Um, making a comment about the people riding in the in the on the floats, right? They need to be masked up and they need to be six feet apart. Now, the Surgeon General of the United States keeps putting out these commercials going, if you you need to be six feet apart, and if you can't, please wear a mask. Well, if they're masked up, so let's say they let's say the crews, especially the, the huge ones with mega bucks, goes out and buys everybody who's riding an N95 mask, and then you got your regular mask on top of that. Then why they got to stand six feet apart? Now I'm gonna tell you this: if you look at the data really close, the the six feet apart 
information for, to say if you've actually been exposed is with or without a mask. <laughs> now I just threw a, I'm throwing I'm throwing a monkey wrench in all. No, the- but you know what? Nobody said that. They say six feet apart. I know. Yeah. Well, they don't say that. So you're the first one who actually telling me that it don't matter if you stand six feet apart. The only thing that matters is what kind of mask you're wearing and if you be with somebody for 15 minutes. Right. And and no, what I'm saying is that that you with with the mask, it is if you have been let's go back. If I have coronavirus and I've been within your distance between like six feet close to you with for 15 minutes in a prolonged 24-hour period cumulative now all these things are new things that they add to the cdc's uh the guidelines right mm-hmm. so so that means that let's so let, let's make it me and you right so today Corey bear has coronavirus that is just uh, not true but that is for the for what's going on so i come to you right now and i come to you spud and i say hey man we're hanging out i'm three feet within you and i have on a mask and then i leave and then i come back you know, um, uh, three hours later, and then I'm around you for like six minutes. And then I leave and come back in the 24-hour period. And I am around you for seven minutes. And I leave and come back, and I'm around you for four minutes. That's a total of 15 minutes that I'm within six feet of you with or without a mask. Then you are considered a contact, I mean, a, a, a um, uh, exposed, and that you will be contact traced because, because with or without a mask, 15 minutes with, the, with with somebody that you're talking to means that you are an exposure. Okay? Doesn't mean so, I got it. Doesn't mean you got it. It means that by definition you are an, are an exposure and that you are at risk and mm-hmm. you are considered an exposure with or without a mask. So when you get to like Mardi Gras, dude, and I, I mean, I'm going to be very upfront with you with this. You can do whatever the hell you want to try to make Mardi Gras safe. If you want, if, if they're going to have Mardi Gras, it, it it's just gonna be a risk that you have to take. Because oh yeah, there ain't no way. I mean, look, you maybe can can force the crews to be six feet apart. I don't see how you're gonna do that because then they'll have the the floats. They'll have to hire so many extra floats for all the riders. But the people out there in the street don't don't yell for the peas. Just wave and be and going. They ain't gonna do that. It look. It Mardi Gras should be, you know, enter at your own risk. Do whatever you need to do as a grown man or a grown woman and then protect your family. Because there's real. There's no way that you can mitigate millions of people drunk trying to do the right thing. You know that doesn't work. How many times we You can't do, do it when they're not drunk, Corey. Exactly. Exactly. So so you know, so that's a that's a decision that she's gonna have to make. You know, and that's that and I don't wanna be I don't want to have her job. No, I don't want that gig neither. I I, I uh I rag on her. But then again that's my gig. I, I rag on politicians. That's what I do. You know, I get it. I get it. It's all but, good. Yeah. Anyway, I got about thirty seconds left, man. So, so uh, advice for the love lawn. What do you think this? Uh, what do you think this vaccine is going to do? I mean, okay. is that going to crank? Is Pfizer going to crank that bad boy out before before Christmas? Okay, you for a regular person, you're not going to be able to get the vaccine before March. Okay, that's just the reality. Okay, if you're going to be a healthcare worker or a nursing home person, a health uh, a person over sixty five, maybe. Um, but we just got to remember that Pfizer released that data. That's not peer-reviewed data yet, okay? I'm doing a, I'm uh, the principal investigator on a vaccine trial and the principal investigator on a monoclonal antibody trial, that one for Eli Lilly that just got um, uh, emergency use, and we had great data. So we basically almost have a cure for this thing with this monoclonal. But the issue is the vaccine, we have to make sure the vaccine is safe and we have to make sure the vaccine works. If it works and it's not safe, we're not using it. If it's safe and it don't work, we're not really gonna use it. And furthermore, the vaccine actually has to be transported at minus 70 degrees, and every pharmacy has got to have a seven, minus 70 degree 
freezer to use it and no pharmacies have that so this is going to be a disaster when you're trying to do the whole mobility of the of the vaccine that's why i don't want people to get all worked up oh we can go back to thanksgiving because we can have a vaccine no you ain't gonna have no vaccine no time soon for you to be at thanksgiving or at at, at christmas hanging out acting like everything right. one last thing since we're already over time what is yeah. safe what is safe if if like five percent of the people who take this vaccine has some kind of allergic reaction to it or something is that not safe if one person get dies from it what what is not safe it 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 depends on how many people get it and how severe it is so if one person gets you know if their head explodes okay we're done all right but yeah but if a million if a million people take this this drug and one person's head explodes yeah then that's that's a decision that that we have to make, and I I would think that we would probably go ahead and do it. But if if a million people get transverse myelitis, which is what they kept halting the study for, um, with a lot of the vaccines, transverse myelitis is a is an uh, post viral infectious uh, deal in the spine that causes you to have some paralysis. Oh yeah, okay, I know what that is. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So if 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 that is a pervasive thing too, we got we can't we can't have that either. So that's no. why we. We haven't seen the safety data on Pfizer yet, let alone even peer-reviewed the 90% effective rate. So, so I just want everybody to know: do what you can do. Worry about yourself. Do what you can do. You know, stay away from folks. If you want Thanksgiving next year, try to make sure you don't have Thanksgiving this year, this year the way it is. And then listen to folks like me, um, folks like um, obviously Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, uh, Sanjay Gupta, the people that are on the front lines getting this information and 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 trying to d- distill it down, trying to not make mistakes, trying to do the best that we can do so that this is our community. You know, in New Orleans, we're trying to save a, a culture, man. You know, we're trying to make sure. I'm not yelling at folks to tell them what to do. I'm just asking them and begging no, them. I understand. But you know what? They got all these bars that are shutting down, man. Where you, where you know, and that's that's not really your gig. And I'm way way over time. But I was gonna go. I mean, where's all this money come from? From people working and paying taxes, ain't nobody working. It's tough, man. Yeah, it yep. is. You know, that's why you got the gig, and I'm I'm the king of the bullshit people. Doctor <laughs> Corey, thanks for taking the time, man. I I know how busy your schedule is. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you too, Spud. Let me know if you need something, brother. I will do that, brother. Thank you. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez le bon temps rouler. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game, you can't even tailgate, so what you gonna do? Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on LASaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you gonna catch? Where you wanna catch it? How you wanna catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you, and to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in? Just sign up on lasaltwater.com. All right. So uh, thanks for joining me. Who Lord went along talking with uh, Dr. Corey Abair? Look, you know what he said it best. Just take care of yourself. Do what's smart for you. Keep your cooties to yourself, and tell everybody else to keep their cooties away. All right. Uh, thanks for joining me here. You can find the Spudcast podcast on uh, on Spotify, on Red Circle, on iHeart, on uh, Stitcher, on Public Radio, on Google Play. You can also find it on the Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, The Big Teasy, and John McConnell. 
And you can also, and on my wife's actually, Mo Brennan McConnell. And you can uh, find me on Twitter at SpudGotDat. SpudGotDat. All right. If you want to send me a message or you want a direct link, and I'll send you a copy of every uh, podcast, the Spudcast Podcast at gmail.com. The Spudcast Podcast at gmail.com. Y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies out there. See you tomorrow. But I am a gone pecan.